Hello and Namaste. I welcome you all to the 112th session of Guru Bodha. Dr. M.B. Guraja sir will be joining us after a short while. He said he may be like 10 minutes late. Meanwhile, I cordially welcome all of you to the session. And on behalf of us, all of our students, I cordially welcome Dr. Raghuram sir to this session. Good evening and Namaste sir. Good evening and Namaste sir. And good evening and Namaste to our EZR or the family. Namaste. This session is brought to you by easyairweather.com. I dedicate this and all of my works as a holy feet of Dr. Chandrasekhar Urpa. Dr. Guruja sir uh, is a professor and he runs Dala Pandakar as a treatment center. And Dr. Raghuram sir is a chief contact officer at easyairweather.com. To consult Dr. Raghuram, please visit easyairweather.com slash Raghuram. And to kick off, we'll take uh, the the first one being the postmenopausal period causes gastritis. Uh, just to give a bit of a context, uh, you know, women achieve menopause anywhere between forty-five to fifty years of age, and it is characterized by some of the symptoms with the uh, women often start observing ahead of menopause and during menopause and after menopause. So usually these are all, most of them all are uh, pitta symptoms associated with vata symptoms also. As uh, at this juncture itself, the, the women will be in the transition period between the middle age to the old age. Raghuram sir, your thoughts on this menopausal gastritis, whether it, it, it is, is menopause a cause, how to treat, etc. Absolutely, Kabasa. A good question. In fact, uh, post menopause, there may be quite a lot of uh, symptoms and uh, many health conditions, disturbances which a woman may face, as you rightly said at your intro. Uh, there are so many, so many like maybe uh, uh, disorders which are temporary, which uh, go off after a particular while, and some stubborn symptoms and other things which stay for a longer time since this question is about gastritis absolutely uh, yes gastritis can occur at uh, any age so at any phase so in postmenopausal condition there are some studies which tell that uh, gastritis is quite possible because of the imbalance of estrogen and uh, progesterone hormones in uh, women immediately after uh, menopause, there will be imbalance in these uh, uh, hormones which will deteriorate, following which the gastric and intestinal motility will come down. So the mobility and the ability of the stomach and intestines to push the digested food downwards will obviously come down. So the, what happens is with that, there is a large retention time of semi-digested food or partially digested food in the stomach and intestine. Since uh, post-menopause also, as you said, rightly said, there will be vata and pitta imbalances from Ayurveda perspective. The digestion also will be slow. Metabolism will definitely slow down after menopause. So we know that. And uh, there definitely will be the imbalances in Agni along with uh, vata and uh, pitta. So pitta being a representative of, of Agni uh, by itself. So lowered metabolism, slow digestion, low Agni, Vata Pitta imbalances, and according to modern estrogen, progesterone, uh, sleeping down. So like uh, all these conditions put together, there is a little bit of stagnation, little bit of delayed digestion, delayed metabolism, delayed evacuation from, uh, that is the flush of uh, the digested food from stomach and intestine into the colon. All these things uh, hold the food or the semi-digested food for a pretty long time. The armor may increase and also uh, so pitta and vata imbalances can further take place. Uh, so all these conditions lead to uh, like a gastritis. Definitely uh, the stomach will be irritated. The small intestines will be irritated. There will be some reflex pressure due to all these things. One more thing what we need to note down in uh, post-menopause condition is uh, uh, there will be excess of absorption of water. So I read in a particular study, there is excessive 
absorption of uh, the body waters or the fluids into the bloodstream, back into the bloodstream, the water is pulled into the bloodstream. That also makes the body to have less quantity of water. So frequent water intake and frequent uh, hydration is very necessary in the postmenopause uh, condition. So because uh, the body is trying to balance due to try to adjust to the estrogen progesterone imbalances and according to Ayurveda, Vata Pitta Agni imbalances. So the blood is like uh, there is reabsorption of most of the fluids and water into the bloodstream. That causes a dry atmosphere in uh, the rest of the cells and also in the intestines, colon where they say. So that dryness, the rukshata, uh, when it increases, why will definitely increase in the colon and that will lead to constipation. And uh, when constipation is there, that is one more uh, important uh, feature in postmenopausal condition. When there is constipation and excessive dryness, so due to the retrograde pressure, again, the stomach and uh, intestines uh, will be afflicted. Again, there will be stagnation of food uh, due to delayed emptying due, as an effect of estrogen and progesterone. All these collectively will definitely cause uh, estrogen. This is what the modern study tells. As per Ayurveda, as you have rightly given in the intro, it is a period where water with the Tridosha imbalance will definitely take place in the postmenopause with slight predominance of Vata and Pitta. So we cannot call it as a uh, water time period also because many women are hitting early menopause uh, due to certain factors, but still it's a water dominant phase and also the Pitta variations and Agni variations will be there due to the sluggish uh, metabolism. Uh, so putting the Ayurvedic and the modern views uh, as I said together, uh, gastritis is one of uh, uh, a definitive uh, health issues which can occur in uh, women post-menopause and especially so if women already even before menopause in their active phase of life in the middle age also if they had some gastric upsets, frequent troubles with stomach and intestines. So definitely they are the ideal customers to ideal candidates to get gastritis in the post-menopausal period. What do you have Thank you, sir. Uh, and uh, cordial welcome to Guraja, sir, to this session. And uh, another thing that I noticed is out of all the symptoms that occur in the uh, postmenopausal uh, symptoms, uh, irritability, mood swaying, sleep disturbances, difficulty to focus, confusion, uh, anger outbursts, the depression, uh, headache, etc., and also uh, depressed mood because, like, like uh, uh, the skin starts wrinkling and there's dryness all over. Uh, everything also contributes to the stress, and then it, it again can lead to the this one. So, the mental aspects had to be taken care uh, while treating the patient. Absolutely, sir. So this is one important uh, point which we have to note. Mentally, there will be a lot of imbalances, like there will be anxiety, there will be depression, and so many other conditions in the postmenopausal period also. That also may lead to variations in the food intake as well. So like uh, some women may take uh, more food, some may take less food, some may binge eat due to some uh, uh, sort of depression so because the body is trying to adjust to due to the hormonal changes a lot of things will happen definitely there is an impact of not only at the hormonal and at every tissue compartment in the body uh, every organ is trying to balance so if something increases or decreases body will take its time to adjust so that's a readjustment phenomenon most of the symptoms will come down but some uh, symptoms if they run a chronic phase it is a really high time for the woman to see the doctor and take uh, some medical attention because uh, it should not be like a vadi sankara one disease leading to another disease or becoming a cause of another disease like in nidana or the karatva uh, mind and body health is very important the uh, woman at menopause before menopause and during menopause uh, should uh, be like uh, ready to know what exactly her body might face at menopause and after the menopause and be ready to uh, address those issues, know what are the common issues which may come post-menopause, the physical and mental uh, symptoms and how I should be tackling that. Uh, yeah, so mental symptoms definitely, as you said, uh, uh, the anxiety or the tensions or uh, the stress not being able to accommodate to the 
sudden change in phase, the transition period, all those things will play on a mind that may also play on the agni and also the digestive mechanism and the metabolism and all those things definitely so mind induced gastritis also may be there in this condition uh, while it wants to and uh, would you talking about like panchakarma which could be suitable uh, would, would you recommend virechana of course, uh, to decide if the client is suitable for Virechana, there are many other things. Considering other things being uh, good, meaning patient is Bishakoshia, like if he follows our advice, uh, strength is also not bad. Everything uh, of, of all the Panchkarmas, probably Virechana suits. Uh yes and uh, so we need to be selective about that also so like i would look like uh, if there is a chronic gastritis which is continuing into the phase of menopause that is the post menopause if there was already gastritis or GERD, gastroesophageal reflex disease previously and it is continuing into the menopausal period and due to the hormonal imbalances or water pitta imbalances again there is a trigger if uh, menopause acts like a trigger for those symptoms which were already existing and if uh, the gastritis is stubborn, condition number two, if it is a stubborn gastritis, it is not going away with simple medications. Uh, I would definitely think of virechana. So virechana will be good uh, for uh, uh, gastritis. If there are, since it is, we are speaking about the gastritis, I would go with an ideal woman also if uh, need be, if there is utklista uh, pitta and utklista kapha conditions, because it is happening in the kapha sthana, amashaya. I would look at whether to choose vamana or virechana or both like Vamana followed by Virechana, only in chronic conditions which carry into the menopause and stubborn conditions which are not being addressed for simple medications. So I would like to take them as tools even in the post-menopausal period. If gastritis has set in in the menopause period itself, I would uh, like to go with simple measures on the uh, lines of teaching, uh, like treating a pitta or water imbalances imbalances or with amla pitta uh, line of treatment or with grahani line of treatment depending on the symptoms which are there during the post menopause give simple medications simple lifestyle uh, uh, modulations and also uh, asking the person so the woman to keep herself hydrated to choose uh, foods selectively uh, and eat multiple times small feeds rather than taking uh, a large breakfast lunch and dinner typical protocol do exercise keep herself active keep her, her mood happy i would suggest all these things and still wait to see if the symptoms of gastritis post menopause comes down naturally or not most times when the uh, body tries to adjust to the, uh, those things and when the metabolism comes to a state of balance with small corrections made so probably the gastritis may go off in such conditions i would I would love to manage it with simple medications. If it is uh, condition number one, like a stubborn gastritis carrying over to the menopause, not uh, like triggered in the menopause or uh, not responding to me medicines, I would definitely go with uh, uh, Vamana or uh, Virechana. So this is how we need to see. So how exactly the gastric uh, gastritis manifests. So what are its symptoms? What are its dose of predominance? Whether it started where it started, our origin, Udbhava of the disease before the menopause or during the menopause, after the menopause. Does it have a short stay, long stay? Is it stubborn, carried over? Depending on all these things, many uh, treatment choices will depend. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, now I would like to ask Guraja, sir, that in the uh, post menopausal period, there is uh, there is there also good chances of like uh, osteoporosis, which is enlisted as one of the uh, one of the common symptoms of postmenopausal period. And luckily, with the Ayurveda, we have say Pravala Panchamrita Rasa, or in Pravala Pisti, Shankabasma, uh, uh, and Kamaduga Rasa. With many, uh, so these would be handy both to treat the osteoporosis as a natural calcium supplement and also very useful in uh, acid peptic uh, symptoms. Sorry. Definitely, uh, there are two aspects of this. As soon as there is a menopause, 
definitely there will be slightly increase of vata and which also gives trigger rise to bone loss because of vata and and asti are inversely proportional to one another maybe because of that reason so if one increases the other decreases so vata is increasing and asti is decreasing definitely we need to replenish the asti or to maintain the dhatu kshamatva asti in order to avoid the osteoporosis we need to go for some tiktars dravyas like any tiktars but similarly along with that if calcium group that is sudhavarya dravya like pravada panchamrita kamaduga or uh, mukta pisti uh, all these things along with that even the panchamrita guggulu i mean even uh, panchatikta guggulu all these will definitely support the disease any bone decaying or avoid the bone decaying so that's a very ideal combination and definitely we can use those things even mahatika guggulu is also supportive that so both osteoporosis and the acidic or uh, the gastritis part can be taken care by these chanaushis so uh, i had uh, uh, you know talking about this gradas uh, you know it, it is very common for a post menopausal woman to like uh, gain weight they have natural gain uh, weight gaining tendency uh one is because of stress and decreased sleep they may not be adhering to their exercise schedule also naturally due to the hormonal changes that occur they are prone to gain weight but like you yourself mentioned there is this tiktakagrata uh, there is a dadima dadima digrata and then indukantagrata so many grata choices are there and and also famous uh, parushaka the lehyam which is very commonly used uh, in uh, uh, in in treating acid peptic disorders uh, would you restrict the dose or uh, if the client is of obese how do you think using grutas there definitely gruta doesn't increase your body weight many studies have done and it has proven that there are plenty of amino acid chains in that out of uh, nearly 300 or odd uh, amino acids only a few chain is capable of increasing your body weight otherwise most of them will just help to maintain the body weight as well. otherwise they decrease it there's a reason when we go for panchakama we go for a higher dose of gritta even after the procedure then there will be very less comparatively even the lipid profile will also be altered in a favorable way so that is the reason i don't think so by gritta can increase your body weight it is not so gritta can increase your agni so if your agni is increasing your eating more then there is a chance of your increasing body weight the body weight increase body weight cannot be attributed directly to the gritta gritta can induce agni enzymatic activity are the lipid formats of uh, these medicines definitely will make dhatu agni tikshna thereby whatever the medicine what i mean uh, food we are consuming that may get digested and improve our uh, body bulk but similarly if you are um, already doing a very good sort of uh, vyayama and day to day activities definitely that can be controlled so i cannot uh, say that gritta directly induces body weight no it may not be it only just makes the way for the other aharas to produce it in the such a manner that we blame it on gritta uh, thank you sir and and uh, <coughs> talking about this shatavari and its uh, role in uh, perimenopausal and postmenopausal syndromes as we saw here hot flushes shatavaris useful irritability mood swings sleep disturbances and difficulty in focus confusion shatavaries as a media uh, definitely one of the useful herbs to use definitely shatavari kushmanda estimadu all are very good in this region they also support i mean reduce gastritis as well as they support in the very different way of controlling the hormonal imbalance as well as other effect on the body as well as on the mind so a combination of shatavari juruna esti madhuruna with grita or something like that or with kshira then definitely it is going to be a wonderful combination all are in i mean what do you call 
मधुर विपाकन डेफिनेटली इट इज गोइंग टू रिड्यूस दि उटरी Definitely, in the age of menopause and the post-menopause, these type of vitamins are always good. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, and there is a question on hormones as related to the. Can you please talk about? Can Can you please talk about estrogen versus progesterone increase of estrogen? Sorry, increase of progesterone. Versus estrogen dominance uh, uh, in in the menopausal time, there is a considerable decrease both in estrogen and progesterone. But uh, it is the decrease of estrogen that causes majority of the symptoms like vaginal dryness to the dryness of the skin, sagging, uh, etc. Uh, any inputs uh, regarding this, sir? Please. we usually we don't find in every woman expression of these hormones striking nature so here usually in menopause because of the quantitative dominance of the estrogen we find more lakshanas seen which are due to the less estrogen effect rather than the progesterone and of course here at there one or two cases will be there for estrogen and progesterone increased conditions or something like that but as a sure shot remedy there is no one single drug we can prescribe in that it can only be dealt with a combination of therapies as well as protocols of treatment simple drug by using single herb or something like that we can alter it it is not possible yeah a lot of estrogen pills estrogen packs etc are used uh, as uh, as part of hormonal replacement therapy but there are pros and cons Uh, probably the web and yeah, the webmd article summarizes this very well i just posted a link in the chat so uh, this is probably a difficult background uh, sir please yeah in this context uh, we spoke about hormonal and virgin also hypers uh, like gastritis and we are speaking about uh, menopause masti is uh, one ideal treatment uh, in menopause so women in menopause that is post menopausal uh so because it achieves so many targets like we are seeing osteoporosis and uh, many other conditions uh, as we have discussed uh, previously so the basti chikitsa should be one of uh, the important inclusions in the post menopause uh, period especially also seeing that uh, there is constipation so there are many other conditions even the hot flushes and other things we can consider it as ashaya patisha so taking place on the lines of uh, so bahir nirasa kostagnin Uh, as explained in jara so many other conditions when we are seeing there are water predominant conditions in uh, the post menopausal conditions and also if there is pitta also vata and pitta association also so basti will be the best treatment in handling many of uh, the symptoms especially the stubborn symptoms so basti should always be kept as the panchakarma chikitsa as you uh, asked the question should be kept as a tool like a brahmastra to be used when other things are not working out Many times, simple remedies may work out. So, Guruji sir also rightly pointed out so many formulations which can be brought into practice, which can control vata and pitta in stubborn conditions and long-standing conditions, uh, post-menopausal osteopenia, osteoporosis, joint pains, muscle pains, and other vata symptoms, which are not going away and troubling the woman. Even the mental upsets and also the mental conditions, we can think about going with the vasti. so bahir parimarjana chikitsas the external treatments like uh, uh, once in uh, a fortnight abhyanga or athara shirodara so that should really work out wonders or shirodara should work out wonders so all these things so the pampering and the manipulation should be done menopause is a sensitive uh, condition until the symptoms wane off and uh, the woman starts feeling comfortable that i am back to the normal uh, uh, things which uh, uh and also there are no more things bothering me so there are definitely things which bother so but uh, if 
the postmenopause symptoms which look like the symptoms occurring freshly after the menopause or during menopause if they go away and the woman no longer experiences these things it is well and good can be maintained with small uh, medicines small set of medicines and also changes in the uh, lifestyle and also the dietetic uh, things but if things are stubborn definitely these things will come in handy so in in, in the basti of all the choices uh, what would you recommend this yasimadok shirabasti is good Ishtimadu Kshirabasti is good. Uh, so we can go with the uh, simple Matra Basti and try before even uh, uh, trying with uh, Kshirabasti and Kashaya Basti. So it, it is uh, the Vata predominant zone and uh, a Matra Basti for, given for a small uh, period of time. So even uh, uh, like uh, Taila and Gruta mixed in the Yamaka. So that I always advise. Yamaka will be the best in these conditions. Kshirabala uh, Taila will be really good. So just go Gruta so, or the Murchita Gruta can be used. So we can look at this and Gugulutiktaka Gruta will come in really handy in the postmenopausal conditions for many conditions, osteoporosis and other things. Tiktak Shirabasti is an ideal choice. Tiktak Shirabasti is an ideal choice uh, during the menopause period. Most of the symptoms like it is a one big shot like a Brahmastra for many conditions. Uh, the woman can feel herself rejuvenated. It acts as good as Rasayana. And especially in the bone and joint disorders and musculoskeletal disorders, nothing like Tiktakshirabasti. Definitely, it can be brought into practice. And uh, Guraja sir, uh, how would you rate utility of Shirabala Thaila 101 oral intake for menopause and also the gastritis symptoms? For gastritis, uh, I don't recommend that. but. But definitely for um, bone tissue health maintenance, uh, definitely we can go for Chirvala 101. We have a better choices for gastritis in those conditions. That's why I don't go for the Chirvala 101 with the intention of treating the gastritis. But for the bone health, definitely Chirvala is the one of the basic medicines what we can use. And it is a definitely a very divine combination done by our Acharyas, definitely has a very, very long standing effects on the bone health as well as the water conditions. So definitely it will be one, definitely it can be taken even for internal use as well as simple Kshirabala can be even taken for Abhyanga, even for Basti, as well as even for the vaginal dryness, you can go for the Unipichu also. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, Pichu is, uh, is an important therapy diet. Uh, there's an interesting question and I also found an interesting answer to this. Is uh, Can celibacy cause trigger or early uh, menopause in women? I, f I found an article from University College of London which explains a similar uh, concept. Researchers observed that women who reported enga uh, engaging in sexual activity weekly were 28% less likely to have experience of menopause at any given age than women who engage in sexual activity less than month. Probably this is a, uh, this is the crux of the matter. There is this concept of like use it or lose it. For example, muscles, we use more and more muscles to do exercise, yoga, etc. We become muscular and there is improved blood circulation and muscles will also uh, will you know bulk up? We use brain more than we, you know, the brain functions will be more. And primarily, uh, the uterus being a, a reproductive organ. If uh, if there is, it's, it's just a theory. If there is, uh, if, if there is no scope of if the body and as a whole and the mind see, doesn't see a scope of pregnancy in near future. Probably it sh shuts down a bit fast. Raghuram sir, please. Yeah, so uh, can I repeat it, sir? So, like I had lost a little this one. Can celibacy, uh, yeah, please. Your inputs, uh, just, just to sum up. Yeah, uh, there is some, uh, some theory regarding that less sex linked to an earlier menopause study finds and uh, I was explaining the theory of like use it or lose it. If, mm -hmm. 
you know muscles they lose we'll start losing muscle mass if we do not use uh, muscles for exercise etc in the brain uh, functioning and memory and focus etc if you are not actively engaged in improving the memory and focus and concentration we lose that probably if the person is not sexually oriented and you know taking the path of uh, celibacy then, then probably the, the reproductive system shuts down earlier because there is no there is no sexual activity and all yeah, that might be a good hypothesis, Hebar uh, sir. So, like, uh, use it or lose it, as you rightly said. The different concepts, like, if we, uh, if uh, the questioner is trying, the person is uh, questioned is trying to compare celibacy with brahmacharya. So, the brahmacharya should be followed. So, brahmacharya, the vast meaning we have already discussed. It's not only limited to celibacy. It has a lot more things to do. If we are comparing it to uh, Brahmacharya, yes, Brahmacharya is uh, one of the Upastambhas and if properly done with Ahara and Vidra, so should not cause any trouble. Properly means a planned indulgence in all these things, Ahara, Nidra and Brahmacharya. Planned indulgence, everything needs to be done properly and in a balanced way. So I'm coming to, uh, so it, it cannot definitely do harm if we are speaking about Brahmacharya being a Upastamba. If you are speaking celibacy as celibacy, abstinence from sex, and as you said, use it or uh, lose it, we have this uh, like Vegana Dharayat, Vata Vinmutra, Kshavatra, So the Adharaniya Vegas. So when the body is trying to expel something or put out something, we have no business in holding them back. So what happens is the system gradually tries holding it back. I always give this theory. So when especially the Purisha Vega, so the defecation urge, if it is held continuously, we are reverse training the organ, reverse training the colon to hold the things with wherein the basic intelligence of the colon or the rectum and anus is to throw out, throw out the things. Once uh, the feces is formed properly, so the, basically nobody needs to tell the body knows every part of the body has a basic intelligence to hold, to throw, to distribute and do all those things. Heart knows that it needs to distribute things. Bowen knows it needs to evacuate things. Bladder knows once the urine is filled, I need to throw things out. So due to some priorities, if we start holding those things, the Vegas, here we are speaking about the sex as a Vega as well, and uh, the use it or lose it uh, concept, what you gave. When we train an organ or an organ system in our body to hold things which are supposed to evacuate, or evacuate which are supposed to hold things. Like we are reverse training those organs, organ systems, the muscles involved therein, the memories involved therein, and uh, asking them to do something which they are not used to. Here also, uh, the theory of lose it or uh, uh, like uh, uh, what exactly the words you used? <laughs> uh, use it or lose it. Use it or lose it. Sorry, use it or lose it. So maybe definitely applicable. I always believe when I am explaining this uh, Vega, Dharaniya Vegas and Adharaniya Vegas to my students, I always give this uh, theory that it's also a hypothesis. Like we are reverse training the organs, organ system tissues to do something for which they are not used to. So here, when we come to this uh, celibacy point, and we are not speaking from the terms of brahmacharya, uh, yes, so for a man or a woman, so it is very much essential to get indulged in the uh, sexual act also. So many times we feel very odd and bad to discuss this particular topic. I speak this, so I was taking Vajikarana classes for my students. I used to tell it is very important for a man or a, a woman or a boy or a girl to realize uh, so at their active phase of life, the sex also is a very important part of the life, like the food and uh, uh, sleep and other activities. It needs to be done on a uh, regular basis. See, sex is not just uh, to uh, like release the vega. It has a lot more things. It is a stress buster. It keeps your body healthy. So it keeps your stress levels and also the mind healthy. A lot more things to contribute. Just like that, we are not... Uh, we are not discussing Vegas in Ayurveda, this, uh, Brahmacharya in Ayurveda and a lot more things. They have a lot of uh, utility here. Uh, yes, so I think uh, some part of research also need to be put into this. Of course, we have uh, an article posted by Hebar sir from UK. Uh, it's a good question and I think uh, the answer may be uh, yes, according to use it or lose it uh, logic what Hebar sir used. 
so definitely we need to balance everything in our lives including our sexual practices so that may uh, keep things at the physical and mental and emotional levels moving at a very balanced level ever sir thank you sir and uh, uh, there's a question on like diet for menopause uh, is there any possibility to control this meaning i assume this is related to uh, menopause and postmenopausal symptoms through the diet I, I just collected a few things while uh, this discussion is going on one is like if the just get the vitamin d and b12 then usually the, these are the commonly uh, common vitamins which decrease and causes uh, many symptoms by the way vitamin d decrease clubbed with the menopause can also become a cause for diabetes there is direct relationship between vitamin d decrease and diabetes that is a cause then these uh, supplements or food rich in those two and sun exposure exercise will be helpful omega-3 fatty acids are again uh, very good uh, to control uh, menopausal symptoms uh, and also for general health like heart health everything calcium goes down so calcium rich diet dairy products uh, mainly the milk uh, Th that's why we use a lot of this Kiraprakash, like Estimadu Kiraprakash, Natalde Kiraprakash, and so on and so forth. Milk and ghee, also being media, is useful for the mental symptoms to control and also the for, for for body. Ghee also helps in better absorption of vitamin D. And then protein-rich diet is told for the for improving the muscle strength. Whole grains, tea, and some estrogenic uh, effect herbs. Oh, sorry, dietary ingredients like soybean, chickpea, peanut, flaxseed, all those things are explained. Of course, uh, avoiding excessive spicy foods, salty foods, uh, alcohol, caffeine, the regular uh, culprits, uh, which cause many troubles, are told uh, to be avoided. Uh, and uh, Raghuram said there is a question on Panchakarma here that in postmenopausal symptoms we, we talked a lot about panchakarma how frequently should it be taken during pro prolonged uh, menopausal symptoms prolonged pre or post menopausal phase okay so it depends on uh, how much troublesome the symptoms are uh, see panchakarma i always uh, consider it as an elective and selective tool uh, once, see, the beauty of Panchakarma is once Panchakarma in the form of Virechana or Vamana uh, or Vasti has been administered, they have a long standing effect. They also boost up the immunity in the body. They not only cleanse the system, detoxify the system, they regulate many activities of the body or slow down the hyperactivity in the body. So, Panchakarma has the capacity to reverse many things in the body in a positive way. <coughs> Sorry. So having said that, Panchakarma initially, whatever we choose during pre and uh, post menopause, like maybe a Virechana where we started our discussion or a Vasti when we start. So the effects after a particular course of a Virechana and Panchakarma itself will be long standing. So the woman can see the ease of symptoms, the post menopausal symptoms for a pretty long time. That is a window phase where we can go with some herbal medications as suggested by Hebar sir and also Kuraja sir, some herbal formulations and some Rasayanas according to that particular age and keep up the health. So that is very important. The servicing we have done through Panchakarma, here the question of how long do we use Panchakarma doesn't come at all. Maybe after Panchakarma, after a Virechana or a Vamana, uh, after a Vasti course, the prolonged effects positive effects and also positive benefits will help the woman in easing the symptoms. So during that phase of recovery, proper dietetic adjustments as Heber sir rightly typed it down right now, and also the lifestyle changes being active physically, etc. Keeping the mind under balance, trying to be happy, making tours, so joining the friends group, enjoying their life as it is, not considering menopause as a disease or some obstacle in their life, so, and also some small set of medications 
like to balance the bone health and also the joint health, muscle health, etc., to induce sleep, a few medications. And a Shirodhara or Abhyanga or Swedana once in fortnight, when all these things are done, probably the second course of Panchakarma may not be needed at all. In spite of all these things, if things have gone too hazy, like too much uh, uh, problems are there, and the Panchakarma is not giving, uh, or the Vasti or the Virachana are not giving long standing results. So maybe after three, four months, once again, certain symptoms of the bone pain, etc., or the depression or sleeplessness, something comes back. You may think of going with another uh, Panchakarma uh, line of treatment, of course, in consultation with the doctor. At that particular time, point of time, what is needed, Virechana or a Basti or a combination, or even an Asya or only a Shirodhara or only an Abhinga. So that will be decided by the doctor. So very rarely a periodic or a long-standing Panchakarma course will be needed. So there is a set number of days for Virechana therapy, set number of days for Vasti therapy. So if these things are done in a proper way, definitely they will yield a long-standing impact, number one, and reverse the bad changes in the bodies, and also try to balance a lot of things which have gone out of balance in the system. The woman should start, as a rule, feeling much, much better after certain courses of Panchakarma therapies. So I'm using this Panchakarma therapy exclusively for Virechana or Avasti or Masya, which can be used here, not for Abhinga and other things. So which are also the, uh, the other forms of treatment which can be done. So the question of how frequently or how prolonged use it should be done frequently, if there are uh, relapse of symptoms after a few months, a small set of Panchakarma with the guidance of the doctor, prolonged, I don't think prolonged utilization of Panchakarma will be needed, but there is no harm in taking uh, like uh, treatments like Matravasti once in a while, like once in uh, two months or once in three months, just take Matravasti for a few days. So for like uh, uh, five to seven days. So that along with some external therapies like Abhenga and Dara, etc. So if these things are brought into the picture, especially those women who have plenty of health disturbing uh, symptoms right from before the menopause or from the adolescent part of life, or if a woman is prone to certain disorders, only then frequent and periodic panchakarma will be needed. Otherwise, I don't think uh, so the prolonged panchakarma so may be needed at all, or frequent panchakarma may be needed here and there in some women. So that is an exclusive choice which uh, the physician will make. What is the person? Yeah. I, I think you made a very important point that, you know, we need not so sometimes we get into the habit of like, okay, one punch karma is done. Uh, then, you know, usually soon after punch karma, there, I mean, at least for like one week, patients, Agni, Bala, etc. will be decreased. So not much benefits can be seen like uh, right soon after. And then the benefits start kicking in. Then you are giving your Shamana or Rasayana or uh, uh, all, all those things. And then maybe after a couple of weeks, you see, and like, like rightly said, you look into upakarmas and start giving one among the other. So at least it's safe to say two to four weeks should be given for the patient to, uh, for the panchkarma benefits to kick in. And uh, so probably this is the crux of the things that, that we discussed. And what I see is that in the, uh, you know, in the, that post-menopausal period, like in the, between 40, 45 to 55, you know, the children start uh, going out, uh, you know, going to the college or, you know, the daughters get into the marriage phase. Uh, you know, so then suddenly there's family functions and this, that, and there, there's also peer pressure of like, uh, oh, that, that uh, you know, my cousin's child got into that college, my, my, my own daughter did not get into this particular college. So the situation uh, socially, uh, mentally, there will be a lot of ups, ups and downs around. And what I've seen is like every six months, there will be uh, in a situation like in, in terms of patient's health and mental condition, etc., keeps on changing. So there, there's no like one formula fit all, like, you know, do panchakarma once in six months. We cannot be, it cannot tell because even with with age the strength 
and tolerance capacity of the patient may also go down. So the patient may, might have tolerated your virechana when she was 50 year old. She may not be in, a, in the same position when she's 53 year old, for example. So situation wise, uh, uh, we have to make a lot of changes. Raghuram's at least. Absolutely, sir. You made a valid statement. That's almost a conclusion that you gave. So one formula doesn't fit uh, into everyone. So here the customization is very important. So we need to see on a person-to-person -person basis. So what fits in for them? A thorough understanding and uh, understanding of not only the problem but also the understanding the woman in menopause is very important for us. Her prakriti, her, her needs, her changes, everything. So there should be a doctor who should sit and speak to the woman. Uh, take down the notes, what exactly is happening, what she was actually, and what she is, and what she is expecting to be, what are her regular problems, so almost many things which uh, uh, plug into. So because so many, uh, menopause is such a phase in a woman because many things from the previous part of the life also can carry over to trouble her in uh, the next part of the phase. So she need to be ready uh, with weapons to tackle all those things. So probably a good eye with a doctor, probably, so who is, uh, uh, very well uh, uh, trained in this Sri Roga Pasuti Tantra or a very good uh, practicing physician so who can guide her so how to lead the life so a healthy life and uh, not to what what to focus on what not to focus on what needs to be concentrated what things need to be just kept away from giving excessive thoughts during the menopause all this training process uh, should be there so I think uh, again the Chikitsa Chatushpada so comes into a play here so the right uh, valid thing what uh, Heber sir made is uh, one thing uh, or uh, one treatment or one protocol. There is no blueprint like we have this blueprint. So all women at the menopause should be following this. So it is customized. Ayurveda so has generalized. That is why so Ayurveda is so beautiful that it has generalized principle and also customized principle. So this uh, generalization and customization also should be looked at from uh, the physician before advising or prescribing anything to any person with any disorder and uh, considering menopause as not a disorder here also the generalized and uh, personal approaches should be followed what do you say uh, thanks sir now, now let me bring in guraja sir to this uh, topic on tomatoes probably tomato is uh, one of the humble yet from a health perspective uh, very misunderstood uh, humble fruit. Uh, like, you know, I, I get a lot of questions like, is tomato increases uh, all doshas, so it should not be taken daily, or excess of it should not, should not be taken. We should be very careful. Uh, and you know, even for common man, tomato seeds are not so uh, not not so very much useful so everybody takes out tomato seeds common man meaning like a healthy person who doesn't have any kidney stones etc they become like uh, very ex uh, excessively cautious that that you know the alkaline crystals can form into kidney stones and all uh, from what i have heard from urologists and you know with my personal experiences also that uh, the tomato seeds would not cause any trouble to the, to a person who does not have a kidney stones pre-existing. Only if the person has a kidney stone, then he has to take a, uh, not to avoid, uh, not to take too much of uh, tomato seed. Guru uh, your, um, your opinion on humble tomato. Can be taken together. The, the one of the famous and uh, very popular dish across India is paneer butter masala that paneer butter masala contains paneer as well as tomato so there is no harm in consuming but once again whenever it comes to these type of combinations or all those things it is difficult definitely for a person who is having the pre-existing conditions in his GI tract if he has any pre-existing condition in his GI tract that may trigger some issues, then he has to take care of it. A person who is having a low agni, if you consume the paneer, then definitely it takes much more time to get digested or you may even end up in acid acidity or gastritis. 
So these are the pre-existing things need to be taken care. Otherwise, just mere combination of tomatoes and paneer may not be causing any such issues. And the more one, the added one is to that is the quantity, the quantum what we take. If it is just simple one uh, half cup of it, if you consume it, it won't uh, at one time of a sitting, I mean as a one serving, it doesn't cause any much problems. If you eat too much, too much is always too bad. Yes, sir. Uh, you, you might have, uh, um, be, being the Draguna uh, expert of the house, you might have saved save the entire hotel industry, restaurant industry from resetting, saying that you know, paneer masala is uh, good to take. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so somehow tomato becomes uh, like the, that, you know, boogeyman, they say, like, you know, avoid this. Uh, you know, yeah, next, moving on to the next. Uh, question is uh, how to relieve joint stiffness after a fracture bandage. In not all uh, fracture bandages show stiffness, but some uh, some some definitely some joints definitely show uh, stiffness and movement problems. Uh, uh, there is definitely Ayurveda has a role, Guru has a supply. Then in these conditions, uh, referral one is Murivena or even simple Mahanarayana application of Ganga followed by a Nadi Sveda and so Vyayama are just a little bit of Mardana type places depending upon place where it has been kept under bandage for a long time after uh, removing that uh, particularly the plaster paris. So definitely we can go for these things. It will definitely increase the circulation over there and help to speedily recover from that. And the muscle may start moving and the functioning. And once it starts functioning, automatically the strength will be gained. So the best combination would be Murivanna and Mahanarayana or any one of that, plus Nadi Sveda and a little bit of Mardana. Definitely it's going to help. Yes, and uh, recently, I observed like uh, uh, we we had a we we had a client who came after a major abdominal surgery uh, to us, like post major surgery, uh, just to recover the strength, the digestion strength, and uh, uh, you know to get get back to like healthy diet regimen. Uh, because this, this was a lady. Because if, if she goes back to her uh, her daily routine, then she will be flooded with all the you know the domestic work. Uh, and, and also post major surgery, there will be like a heavy antibiotics and uh, sometimes hormonal therapy is also given uh, just to bring the things under control, etc. So this heavy load of medicines may also have some side effects on the patient. All in all, if the patient can afford, after a major surgery, better they come to an Ayurveda hospital and get treated because we can set the digestion straight, take care of the side effects, improve the bowel of the patient. Uh, probably less explore, but there is a big potential there. Guru's please. Definitely major surgeries, particularly the orthopedic surgeries, rather than any other gut surgeries or anything like that. If it is a the orthopedic surgeries, definitely that's a very rich scope for us. We can use all the um, machetes and oil therapy and all those things to bring back the natural strength of the muscles and of course improve the strength of the bones or anything like that. If it is J tract related, then we may have to adopt the post panchikama therapies, what we do usually, that is a some surgeon kind of uh, Madapeya, Vilapeya, Vagwan, that type of things with the Siddha Kiras. Many Siddha Kira can be prepared. That will definitely going to improve the conditions of the GA tract if it is uh, for the post surgery of the GA tract related anything. Yeah, uh, because this, like, uh, I mean, patient when, when they go home, they'll not be having all the facilities to do that. Even simple kids, they also. I mean, may, maybe after Mandape, we'll have even the digestion strength improves. Raghuram, sir, please. Uh, yes, sir. So I would like to add some points here. So the first case was uh, the removal of the bandage and the stiffness which occurs uh, following the fracture. 
uh, as you rightly said, all cases may not uh, yield up with stiffness, but there will be some. Uh, uh, so actually, the modern references also tell that uh, there will be some considerate amount of uh, stiffness and decreased uh, ROM. So that is range of movements or the general complications of uh, removing the bandage following uh, the uh, like fracture, etc. So decreased uh, range of movements and also the stiffness. Here we can see the vata bhava and also the kapha bhava here. The stiffness is uh, due to kapha and vata. So both those uh, conditions mainly due to the kapha and due to the immobilization. When there is immobilization for, so immobilization is anyhow indicated uh, after the uh, fracture. So once the fractures are put and uh, the patient is allowed not to move a lot. So not moving a lot, so can cause kapha increase and vata decrease. So that, that is why there is a decreased range of movements uh, after removing uh, the bandage. So the things need to be reversed, that's all. So one thing is uh, the kapha bhava should be reduced and the vata should be activated. And uh, when we see through the modern therapies, they do the physical therapies where we can go with Abhyanga and Svetana as uh, Gurajas rightly mentioned, manual therapies, physical therapies, manual therapies are there. And very importantly, so they do this uh, STM, that is soft tissue mo uh, mobilization. Soft tissue mobilization is uh, one important aspect of uh, like, uh, handling uh, the fracture patients after the removal of uh, the bandage. So, so what we can do, Ayurveda people, for soft tissue mobilization is a uh, procedure where some deeper massages and some other techniques are done to loosen up the tissues. Here through the Ayurveda, we can do the Abhyanga, we can do the Svedana, which does the same purpose, and very importantly, we can bring in Udvartana. So, but before, before doing these things, we need to see the fractures have healed properly. So after seeing an x-ray and making sure that the fractures are healed proper, like uh, the union is proper, and only the there is a problem with uh, the mobilization and also the range of movements have decreased and there is stiffness. So we can go with this uh, therapist, definitely Abhyanga, and uh, also uh, like Gurudasar said, Murivanna, Pindataila. So Pindataila also we can handle this condition as a Vata or a Vatarakta condition. So Vatarakta even in Vatarakta, so the causative factor is an injury or a trauma or a fracture-like condition. So Vatarakta-like symptoms may be seen there. So this Pindataila, so Murivenna, all these things can be used in uh, handily. And very importantly, Dashamula and the Laksha Siddhakshirada, very important I have found. I have done in few cases. Dashamula and the Laksha Siddhakshiradhara. After a Murivenna, Abhenga or Murivenna and Pindataila, mix them together. So do and Abhenga and uh, this Dara itself acts like a uh, Svedana and also helps in mobilization. Right before doing all these things, I would definitely advise the patient to go and have one to three sittings of Dhanyam Ladara. Definitely that will be a game changer. So after the removal of the bandage and making sure that uh, the, there is a proper union, Dhanyam Ladara should be first brought into the practice. And after Dhanyam Ladara, we can go with Abhyanga and also Svedana or Akshiradara. And going ahead, we can think about uh, very important uh, vastis, the Kshiravastis for the bone and joint uh, healing. The Kshiravastis, what we uh, discussed during the postmenopausal time, that is uh, uh, while we were having the discussion, Tikta Kshiravastis and also Matravastis will come in handy. So these are the measures what I wanted to add up. So to uh, ease in the joint stiffness. We are speaking about the joint stiffness followed by removal of the bandages after fracture. What do you have to And just to add a few medicines, even our humble Kshirabala Thaila is also a good one at one. Nowadays, this Dhanvantaram one at one has come. That's also good to take. Really good one. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I see some more questions with, uh, and some case studies which we didn't take. My apologies for that. We are running out of time. Uh, I, I will line these questions up and we'll take uh, take them in the as first thing in the next next group of the session. And more importantly, a happy twenty. 24 to everyone this is the first guru of 24 we went like deep hardcore in this uh hopefully uh, all guru sessions and guru and every uh, saga class and any other session that we'll be doing will be the same intensity uh, if not more so on that note i 
uh, extend my words of gratitude to uh, all this, all of our students. Many thanks for your questions. Apologies for not taking all the questions. We'll take them in the next session. Uh, and on behalf of all of us, uh, my words of gratitude to Guru Sir. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Survey and my, uh, my words of gratitude to Raghuram sir also. Thank you. Thank you, Rupert, sir. Thank you, Guruji sir. And uh, thank you and namaste to all of our easy, the entire easy era of the family with uh, a happy, prosperous, healthy uh, new year. Let the new year bring a lot of goodnesses into our lives. Thank you and namaste.